Hello, this is Debbie De this is Daniel Vale with W Daniel Vale's WWE Network Review. I wanna say thank you so much for letting me use this for free. Whether it's redirecting it or using it as a as an extra platform to record on. Because it'd be so hard to come up with money for extra. Goodbye. Daniel Leon's WWE Network Preview, and this is your host, Daniel Leon. Um, I'm trying to get to Raw Replay so I could play the music without it being on YouTube, because for some reason when I play music on YouTube, last time I tried to record it, it didn't come out too well. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play the raw theme, then I'm gonna start talking or re-recording this uh, this episode. I'm gonna talk about the night Scott Hall showed up on Nitro. I'm gonna end it. The night after, um, King of the Ring. Okay, hmm. always forget which episodes are which because there were a lot of times. When episodes would start off without music. So I'm going to pause this until I find an episode with the theme.
Okay. So. May 27, 1996. Started off. Gold dust in the rain. According to the IC pattern. Probably go on. Hold it. Since this was the night that. Um, Scott Hoffer showed up on Nitro. I don't have a clue who Razor Ramon. I mean, I don't have a clue who Goldust could be facing right here. Um, Ultimate Warrior. Now I remember. They wrestled to a double countout in a in a King of the Ring match or King of the Ring qualifying match. They, and that this was used to build up um, the Ultimate Warrior versus Jerry Lawler match. And um, um Put the uh, mute on. Press play. Talking about the beginning of Night Raw because, like most of the WWF fans, I mean, most WCW fans only saw um, Nitro. So, people only wa who watched. Uh, WCW only fan who watched WCW only in those days because they preferred their their action as opposed to Vince McMahon's uh, vi vision of wrestling being more entertainment driven. But in the beginning, uh, and especially this Nitro was even great, but it's even better than before because you had. Rick Flair and Arn Anderson start the show by facing the American Mouse. I'm positive that the Mills lost to the Four Horsemen right here. Covered by Rick Flair, three count. On Bagwell, after Bagwell got hit with the DDT, I'm sure of it. Next match, Steve Dahl, Steve Dahl by the Mauler, is when is where Scott Hall made his debut by right here. As a matter of fact, uh, the Mauler Mauler or Mauler, I really don't know how to pronounce the name. Middle of him picking up. Uh, his opponent Steve Dahl and hanging him up on the on the ropes, which I believe today he would have gotten disqualified for that. That's when Scott Hall was just walking down the stair steps by the audience, climbed over the guardrail, asked for a microphone, so they ended the match because they didn't. I don't know if they were expecting this. So he cut a promo about no more 
They the fans know who he is, but they don't know where why he's there. And then he started asking, "Where is billionaire Ted? Where is the Nacho Man?" And he went so far as to say how the Nacho Man couldn't get in uh in the building on his own. But he goes, but he he goes where he wants, when he wants. He told the cameraman to tell Kendall look like meaning Eric Bischoff that he'd be out there later on. We talked to him and then the DDP hit the diamond cutter on Sergeant Craig Pittman to beat him. Shark lost to the Giant in a Royal Title match. Post match saw Big Bubba, who was a member of the Dungeon of Doom, cut half of the remaining part of Shark's hair. Start a, start a storyline between them. Lex Luger defeated Max to keep the Royal TV title. Hard work, Bobby Walker lost to Brad Armstrong, I believe. Let me see. No. Inside Cradle by Bobby Walker got the three count no, the two count, hold on. Irish whip by Brad Armstrong. Bobby Walker blocked the ins- the hip toss, turned around for an inside c- for a backslide. One, two, kick out. Just want to see who won the match. Irish whip, reversal by Bobby Walker, back body drop. Jumps up to middle rope, turns around, jumps up, ooh, slip. Got to jump up, climb up there. Version of an egg breaker. Hooks a leg. Two, three. Lord Steven Regal and Alex Wright up next. This was around the time when they brought in David Taylor, who too is British. So... Added him to a group, so the Blue Bloods went from being a tag team to being a a stable like. So he was Regal was wearing the Blue Bloods tights where it said Blue Bloods on the back of them. He throw he pushes Alex Wright off of him when Alex Wright was setting up for the monkey flip. He went forward, flipped himself. In a pin, so it would be a legal pin. Two, three, wins the match. Scott Steiner and Sting wrestled to, wrestled to a double disqualification. Scott Hall came out. To talk. And he said to Eric, you got such a big mouth and we are sick of it. He said, what do you mean? Who's we? You know who. This is where the big boys play, huh? What a joke, he said. Which is really how he felt about it. He felt like their slogan was cheesy. That's why he picked on it. He said, I'll tell you what. You go tell billionaire Ted to get three of his very best. Best, maybe. Maybe the Nacho Man. He said, 
I don't know. Like, oh yeah, he was mocking the macho man's saying that he said, maybe he'd get a stinger. And then he said, ooh, I'm so scared. Fortunately, that was all for the show, and he really thought a lot of sting. So, as I continue doing these doing these episodes, I'll reveal what I mean. Then he said, you go get anybody you want, because we, he said, what do you, what do you mean, we? And he said, we are taking over. You want to go to war? You want a war? You got one. He said, only let's do it right in the ring. not on the microphone, not in any newspapers or dirt sheets, which I don't know how they had them in those days, but anyway, said, let's do it in the ring where it matters. So the billionaire Ted and his big boys, they got any guts, stepping over the line, Eric said, and he said, Scott Hall finished with, we are coming down here. Stepping, said, like it or not, we are taking over. Walks away. So, we got that out of the way. Load a little bit. For the second match on Raw, Ted DiBiase wanted um, one more shot at Ringmaster. Uh, for the Ringmaster, he wanted Ringmaster to have one more shot against Fabio Vega in the Caribbean Strap Match because the fans couldn't see it because of the rain destroying destroying the, the wires and everything. So he put up his career on the line saying if he lo if stunning Steve Austin loses or no I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Ringmaster loses, he would leave. Smoking guns who were the new Royal Tag Team Champions this time with Sonny in their corner, went against the Body Donnas, who used to have Sonny as a manager. See, let me see who jumped off the roof. That for a crossbody, momentum made uh, let Bart go over him. Two, three, even hooked the leg to ensure the victory. Of course, Sunny, all she cared about was the titles. There was no loyalty with her. That's why I said before she went with the. Before she went with Smoking Guns and Sissified them, she was with the Godwins. Before she was with the Godwins, who were the champions, she was with the Body Donnas. 
so there was no um there was no loyalty so she went right with idols so that's why she was with them well that well that's why she stayed with them it's it started out where where Billy got kissed her, so she made it look like it was because of that, but it was just because that's where the it's because they had the titles. Okay, the next match, the qualifying match for the King of the Ring tournament, Ahmed Johnson hit Vader with the with probably a spine buster, and when and Owen Hart was doing commentary. He jumped off top rope when the referee was trying to tell Cornette to get off the apron or stop bothering him. And he hit, jumped off the top rope. He was wearing a cast on his right arm. So he hit Ahmed Johnson over the neck with it, knocked him out. Vader got the pinfall. Gold does to really. Um, show, um, how they went too far with this character, Goldust. Um, they had him do, in the old days, we call this mouth to mouth resuscitation, but when but when you saw that it looked it looked like uh looked like the other it looked like another thing and because he was not like that he got all mad and he I think the old fashion word we use we call we would call it um ballistic. He went ballistic because he does he doesn't do that. Um, that led up, um, to next, that led to them having a match against each other, um, down the line. Don't really know right away what the rest of it was. But June 3rd, which is the next episode of Nitro and Raw, um, Let me just look up the raw results instead of going back and forth. Okay. The next, the second week of beginning of the invasion, John Tensa came out and said he was no longer Shark because he's a person. And his name is John Tenta. And he said that because people see, um, peop every time he walks out of his house, people can see half of his head shaved. So he was going to keep it, keep that head shaved or cut off so that he's reminded of what Bubba did. 
somehow they had I think they kept hair like that in a bag like like WWE did back in 2005 when they cut Big Show's head off. Big Show said he did this. Big Show said he would keep his head shaved because he wanted to remind himself of what Kurt Angle did. And they had put his hair in Ziploc bags to show to show that they wanted to remember also. So somehow all of the hair that they cut off of off of John Tenta's head fell on the mat. He took scissors to cut John Bu- at least John Bubba's beard. So John Bubba got got out of the ring. And he stayed out there until referee counted to ten. Actually, I think he was walking to the back. High voltage, ruckus, and uh, chaos went against the dun- went against face faces of fear. But first, let's see what happened on a. On Raw. June 3rd, 1996. Showed up. It started with in Fayetteville, North Carolina. In a King of the Ring qualifying match, Steve Austin defeated uh, Bob Holly with the Million Dollar Dream. He was still known as the ringmaster, I believe. Actually, by this time, he had been called Stone Cold already. So, uh, so the second match for Nitro, the Faces of Fear beat High Voltage. The second match for Monday Night Raw, Barry Horowitz lost to Mankind. After the bout, Jim Ross interviewed Mankind at ringside, but it was... I believe it was more confusing than the Ultimate Warriors uh, interviews were. Because I think in some ways they understood what that character was about. But aside from being uh, deranged, there really was not much to go for, go for mankind. That's why... That's why he eventually had to debut a new character that he already invented before he was even in wrestling. An alter ego, that's what it's called. He brought he's brought in his alter ego from when he was a younger man into his character later on. So anyway, earlier in Raw, Gorilla Monsoon said by virtue of what my virtue, but as a result, what happened between Ahmed Johnson and Goldust the week before, Goldust would be def- be defending the Intercontinental title against Ahmed Johnson at the King of the Ring pay-per-view. Also, they even had an announcement that My- Shawn Michaels and Davey Boy Smith would face each other again at the King of the Ring for the heavyweight title. Also, Vince McMahon conducted, uh, whereas Mankind's interview was 
was confusing. Any interview with Golgus is just bizarre, so not even going to talk about that. And also, they featured Clarence Mason calling in, stating that even though the lawsuit against Shawn Michaels was thrown out, he plans to sue Gorilla Monsoon for aggravated assault and battery, which, if I'm not mistaken, if he would have done that in reality, that made him the biggest um, wimp in the WWF outside of his associate, Jim Cornette. So, third match on Nitro, Disco Inferno losing to Sergeant Craig Pittman. I know he lost because he didn't really win a match until about, say, he didn't win a match against somebody like this until at least 97 or 98, if I'm not mistaken. Because it took him that long to get a finisher of any kind. He submitted before Sergeant Craig Pittman even put the uh, code red on him. Next match, Jim Duggan went against Lord Steven Regal. Clothesline by uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Took two by four. Oh, David Taylor coming around. Grab the 2x4. They forgot about Jim Duggan's tape. Tape in his tight. Mistake Duggan made was hitting Bobby Eaton instead of letting Regal get up. At that time, he gets rolled up by Steven Regal. Pulls the tights 2 and 3 and beats Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Prince Iakea loses to. Kevin Sullivan. Rock and Roll Express lose to Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. I believe Ric Flair made uh, Ricky Martin submit to figure four. Nitro always had a stacked card full of matches, but um, I Raw at one point the only thing that could the only thing that was stacked were the segments. Okay, DDT to Ricky Morton by Arn Anderson, so it was a pinfall. Two, three, two. That uh, won the mat. Is how they beat the Rock and Roll Express. So that's the matches on Raw with Techno Team Two Thousand losing to the Godwins and Jake the Snake Roberts beating Hunter Hearst Helmsley with the DDT to uh, qualify for the King of the Ring. Also, 
Ice Train lost to the Giant in a heavyweight title match. Scott Norton versus Stu Morris. If Stu Morris won this, then I'd say it was a slap in the face to Scott Norton, literally and figuratively. Actually, it's just figuratively. Scott Norton is tougher than Hugh Morris, I can tell you that. One, two, three. When Hugh Morris went for the moonsault off the top rope, he caught, he, he caught or he pushed Hugh Morris down. They hit him a few times. The forearm, o forearm over the chest to beat him. Then in the main event, Luger, this time it's for a title match. Luger and Sting defending against the Steiner brothers. I believe it was for the titles. And that ended in a double disqualification if I'm not mistaken. Then, it ended, oh, it's more like no contest because of the Giant getting involved. Sting officially challenged, I believe he challenged Scott Hall right then. So, he slapped Scott Hall and then Scott Hall said, next week, I got a big surprise for you. June 10th, 1996. First of all, um, first of all, I think, uh, I would, uh, need to check out the, um, Great American Bash of 96 to see what day that was. Because not too long ago, I had recorded this and watched the actual pay-per-view itself so that I could talk about it. But I don't remember the, the date. Look back at uh, 1996 Great American Bash. It was June 16th, 
So it was one more week of Raw versus Nitro, and then you look at uh, then you look at the Great American Bash. First thing, Owen Hart versus Yokozuna. Uh, Owen Hart won that, I believe. Qualified for King of the Rings. He not only pinned Yo Yokozuna, he got one foot on the rope. Then Mark Miro beat Skip to qualify for the King of the Rings. Top row Frankensteiner. Used to use this in WCW, but I don't know what they called it. That's how he won the match. Okay. Then in the main event, British Bulldog versus The Undertaker. He won. Bulldog won by countout when Mankind pulled Undertaker's leg, held onto it from underneath the ring, and we had no idea he was even there. Perfect. That was something perfect about it. Also, they featured an in-ring interview that night. The Ultimate Warrior between Warrior and Lawler, in which Lawler attempted to apologize for costing Warrior the match against Goldust weeks before that, and offering a drawing of the Warrior as a present. Warrior said, I can appreciate the hard work you put into the, uh, the drawing and the drawing itself, but it doesn't change the fact I'm going to kick your but at um, King of the Rings. And he said he didn't say anything back. Being the coward that he was, he let Warrior turn around and he hit him on the back of the head with, uh, with the frame. They also featured that night Cornette announcing that the lawsuit against Gorilla Monsoon had been dropped in exchange for... His group of men being able to choose a referee for their attack for the title match at the King of the Rings. Okay. Nitro, uh, same night. This was the night that Kevin Nash showed up.
at the end. Scott Steiner versus Booker T. See if uh, Booker T hits the. Okay, he went for a splash, missed it. Belly back suplex on Booker T. Two, three. That's how that match ended. Diamond Dallas Page beat Jim Powers with the Diamond Cutter. Sting versus Ming. Ended with Ming submitting to the Scorpion Deathlock. Hacksaw Jim Duggan went against Flyer David Taylor. David Taylor hit him with the right hand. Probably had probably had something in his hand that we couldn't see. Even hit him with an uppercut. Actually, take that back. He's rougher he's tougher than he looks. And when he moved out of the way when Hacksaw ran after him in the corner. He forgot that about Hacksaw's um habit of pulling tape out. So when Duggan was taping up his fist, he got overconfident and he did the peace sign. I don't know what they call it in uh in Britain, but anyway, he gets hit. Right hand covered. He lost the match. Scott Norton versus the Giant World Title match. Lost by a choke slam. Billy Kidman versus Steven Regal. This is the first time. Oh. First time they show Kidman. No. First, this is like the second time they show Kidman. He went for a 450 splash, but he missed it. The, I'm not even sure what kind of suplex to call it. But he ended up hitting him with a version, the suplex, a version of the belly to belly suplex. Then he made him submit to, uh, to a version of the, uh, Boston, Cl Boston Crab, and Sting came out to help him. The Kidman, that is. Nasty Boys versus Public Enemy. Johnny Grunge hit um, Ryan Nobbs off the top rope with his cast. Rocco Rock uh, covered him. Still didn't win the match. So that's a surprise right there. Rock goes to the goes to the top rope, gets pushed off by Jerry Sags, but or he gets hit with a trash can or a lid, and so they get disqualified. Matt Public Enemy wins. Then Luger and Sting went against Flair and Anderson.
Giant interrupts this match going after Luger. Then Kevin Nash came. And after a few minutes of talking, Eric said, You want to talk? You want to meet with me um, this Wednesday? I'll be at the office. I'll go and. I'll go and uh, meet with y'all. And that was the end of that episode. However, Six Nights was Great American Bash. So that's how they would, uh, that's actually how they, um, that's actually the most important part of the pay-per-view outside of the main event. Was them talking to Eric Bischoff. See, first off, Steiner Brothers defeated Fire and Ice with Dry Shane and Scott Norton. Conan, who was the U.S. Heavyweight Champion, successfully defended the title against El Gato. DDP defeated Marcus Alexander Bagwell in a match for the Lord of the Rings. Ring that he won back at Battle Bowl. Or in a match that for the Battle Bowl ring that Diamond Dallas Page won. Also, Dean Malenko, who was Cruiserweight Champion, successfully defended the Cruiserweight title against Rey Mysterio Jr. John Tenta defeated Big Bubba Rogers. Chris Benoit defeated Kevin Sullivan in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Sting defeated Lord Steven Regal by a submission. And Anderson and Flair beat Kevin Green and Steve McMichael when Steve McMichael was handed a briefcase with a bunch of money and a horseman shirt by his wife at the time, Deborah. And he um he said he automatically after seeing the money he took the briefcase, hit Kevin Kevin Green over the neck with it, let Rick Flair hit him put on the horseman shirt, brand new horseman. So then, so, the next night on Nitro, start off the show, Stevie Ray and Rick Steiner. Stevie Ray went for, I think it was a flying forearm or something, and it, uh, it, he missed it because Rick Steiner moved out of the way. Got Steiner lined, which is a close line for Rick Steiner. And he gets pinned by Rick Steiner. And that uh, leads to a fight between both teams until they go to commercial. The next match is Joe Gomez against Disco Inferno. Two jobbers, but uh, Joe Gomez... Sure, when he went against, uh, he ended up going against Steve McMichael in Steve McMichael's first singles match. Sure was a very good wrestler. And he actually looked more capable than Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno made a nonchalant cover from in the middle of the second count. He got caught by Joe Gomez. And Joe Gomez rolled him up in a Actually, we would call it a crucifix pin. 
and we he lost. So, let's see what happened on Raw. June 17th, 1996. Steve Austin in a quarterfinal match for the King of the Ring defeated Savio Vega. Uh, in another quarterfinal match, Mark Miro defeated Owen Hart. Hunter Hearst Helmsley fought Aldo Montoya to a no contest, and Lawler tagged Aldo before Helmsley made his entrance. Moments thereafter, he hit Lawler hit Montoya with the pile driver, and Jake the Snake Roberts came out to make the save. Let's see. Four Horsemen versus the American Males, which were actually um, Benoit and uh, Arn Anderson. Benoit looked like he hit like a power bomb on Riggs, got the pinfall victory. Big Bubba went against. Um, John Cena next. Big Bubba got caught and uh, body slammed for the one to no. John didn't want to just win. I think he wanted to cut his hair or his beard or something. Oh, okay. Wanted to do it one more time. One, two, three. And somehow he even felt the need to put his feet on the ropes to ensure that he won. Okay. And Jake the Snake Roberts. First, he lost to Gold Dust. And. First he lost to Goldust, not even sure what this was for. Then after the referee could see that Jake was hit with gold flakes by uh by Goldust, he was he reversed his decision, so go Jake the Snake Roberts won. Earlier the first off, let me say this. Moments after that, Jake the Snake hit the DDT on Goldust. So, other segments were footage of B Brian Pillman signing his WWF contract. They showed a footage from a recent house show in which Jim Ross was interviewing Davy Boy Smith in the ring. Before Shawn Michaels came out and the two had to be held apart by officials and fellow wrestlers. I remember that. My mom had to fast forward that part of the tape. Of that of the show there the next day, um, after school. Then they included a closing segment, in which Cornet Jim Cornet announced that the referee they chose for the heavyweight title match was Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect.
right before the next raw nitro. Okay, going back. Next match for Mysterio Jr. against Dean Malenko. Probably for the Cruiserweight title. Dean Malenko uh, kicked out of a robot by, uh, by Mysterio Jr. Okay. Next time pinfall happened, two count only by it was a Mysterio turned uh some could have been a body slam into pinfall or cross body. Looks like he found a way to go forward on him and into a pinfall position. Dimalenko hit a backwards DDT on Mysterio, won the match. Main event: Scott Steiner. Lost to the Giant in a heavyweight title match. Actually, Scott Steiner um, got himself disqualified by breaking a wooden chair over the Giant for the Giant. Or he should have called for the bell, but he didn't. He said the giant continue. Giant one with the choke slam. Two, three. This was the first night, I believe, that Tony Schiavone called the entire. Um. Nitro by himself. Instead of it just being the second hour of Nitro. So let's see. Uh, Ric Flair had an interview segment and then the show ended. Oh, I'm sorry. Ric Flair was not spoken to. They just announced... There were three men that were going to go against the Outsiders in their third man mark. Sting, Lex Luger, Macho Man, Randy Savage. The King of the Ring, in six nights after that, the actual um, semifinals, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Mark Mero after hitting an invert. After hitting the stunner, come to find out, the original stunner wasn't wasn't a kick to the to the stomach or chest, and then go down on your and then you put your opponent's jaw over your 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 bicep. No, originally he just put it down, but he got smarter about it, and then he realized it's more effective to kick him first. So then, Jake Roberts defeated Vader in the second semifinal match after Vader got himself disqualified. Then, uh, Ultimate Warrior defeated Jerry Lawler. Hold on. Before that match, the Smoking Guns defeated the Godwins to keep tag team titles. 
The Ultimate Warrior defeated Jerry Lawler. Uh, Mankind defeated The Undertaker after Paul Bearer. It looked like he purpose. It looked like Paul Bearer purposely hit The Undertaker with the urn. So that was a real interesting part of this story. Goldust lost the Intercontinental title to Ahmed Johnson and Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was when he, unfortunately, because nobody ever heard of this before, he mocked uh, the Bible, which he never should have done that, even if he, even, even if Jake the Snake, which he did, him mentioning um, God and Jesus giving him strength to overcome anything, that should have been, that's no reason to come against that when it's very important. Then the main event, Jake the Snake Roberts won King of the Ring, then he cut that infamous, I call it infamous, promo that he ended up getting merchandised off of. Then he said that there were a certain group of people he wanted to face, and he said he was fixed, he was ready to go through the list one at one by one. Then in the sa in the main event for the heavyweight title match, I don't know what happened. I guess because Gorilla Monsoon didn't trust Mr. Perfect to be impartial, so he... Um, he took him from special inside referee to a special outside enforcer. So Shawn Michaels defeated British Bulldog to keep the heavyweight title. They were claiming that because Mr. Perfect didn't count to three along with the referee, then it shouldn't matter. But it matters the referee, the actual referee inside the ring, has the final say. So they were really just doing what Cornette always did, whining over things that he didn't need to. So, let's see. Okay, it's about an hour yet. Good, that means I have enough time to talk about um, Raw for the night after. So, this was the night that the Outsiders came over the guardrail with baseball bats. And um, started off where the Blue Bloods went against Public Enemy. I believe they lost to the public enemy because Nick Patrick didn't see uh, David Taylor get hit with uh, Johnny Grunge's cast from his right hand. So the next match, so first night match on Raw was the new Intercontinental Champion Ahmed Johnson defeating Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And he said on the microphone after the match, 
So thanks, thank you for the congratulations for being the first ever African American Intercontinental Champion. But he, what wanted everybody out there to know, it wasn't just African Americans. It was for everybody that might be at a disadvantage for any reason, and he wants them to know he's he's championing not just for that title, but for everybody who has any disability of any kind of disadvantage. Next match, Skip and Zip beat Brooklyn Brawler and Jerry Lawler. Jerry Fox, excuse me. Taskmaster versus Kip A.B. Went to a no contest because he took the match to the... He went from in the ring to through the audience and in the backstage with the... Uh, with the condiments, like ketchup and all that stuff, and then he had put his head against the part of the bathroom, outside of the bathroom, the part on the wall that shows what gender it is. So he put his face completely against the man's side, the man's sign, and completely got uh, disqualified. So, next match, Dean Malenko versus Hardwork, Bobby Walker. He won with the Texas Cloverleaf, if I'm not mistaken. Monkey flip to Bobby Walker. Walker kept on wondering what the heck is Disco Inferno doing when he climbed in the middle of the road to dance. And then he was when he landed on his feet in the middle of the monkey flip, he asked himself, What the heck are you doing? They got drop kicked against Disco and knocked him out of the ring. Okay, so it wasn't the Texas Cloverleaf was the Northern Light Suplex that won the match. Okay. Barbarian versus Eddie Guerrero. Next. Eddie Guerrero beat uh, Barbarian. Superplexed by a barbarian, it looked like, but Eddie switched it into a crossbody in midair and beat him with a three count. Rock and Roll Express versus, oh no, not even versus, just some tag team match. Against Arn Anderson and uh, uh, Chris Benoit this time. Okay. And this was really good because Chris Benoit really did need some guidance as far as uh, what WCW was all about. And he had Steve 
with Michael to play off of, so it helps him even more. I don't know if this is going to go through. I'm going to try my best. Um, Keeping Michael hit. Robert Gibson with the briefcase. One, two, three is unfortunately one. Okay. What I was going to say was, in real life, Chris Benoit, he always spoke about when, as a part of this group, he always looked up to Arn Anderson as a wrestler and as a talker. So, that's what really helped him a lot before Keeping Michael came aboard. So, it was great. So, it was really great that, um, to see them team up like this because that was somebody who really helped him out a lot and somebody that could really help him, period. Okay. Next match. I'll try versus Diamond Dallas Page. I don't know what it was, but I'll try just never could get connect to the audience in a way that Diamond Dallas Page could, so that's why Page would win most of these matches, if not all of them. Plus, he had a move that he had perfected to where you knew it was going to be over. Diamond Cutter. Hit him right there in the middle of the middle of going for the German suplex. All he had to do was lock it and go for the Diamond Cutter. And that was why I believe he got so popular. And this was before he was even a baby face. Okay. Does the sign of the Diamond Cutter again. Next match is Macho Man Randy Savage against DK Wall Street. Lee McMichael threw DK Wall Street in the ring to keep him from leaving. Body slam by Randy Savage. Point to the stars and then the elbow drop. One, two, three. The Harlem Heat, Steiner, and Luger had that triangle title match. The middle of the Outsiders walking down the audience is when it looked like Luger was going for the finish. When they got climbed over the guardrail with the baseball bats is when Booker T rolled up Lex Luger so that there would be Definitive finish, and they won the title back. This could have been the sixth reign. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Really talk about a few things before they go off the air. And uh, that's it for Tonitro. Um. Vader, Owen Hart, and Davy Boy Smith beat Aldo Montoya, Salvio Vega, and Barry Horowitz. And Montoya submitted to the Sharpshooter. 
caught Cornette did guest commentary for this match. The Undertaker defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin by disqualification when Goldust came ringside moments earlier along with Marlena to do co guest commentary. He didn't appear. So that's how those shows ended. This was supposed to be from the beginning from May 27th until June till June until uh, June 24th so I'll just end right here thank you and goodbye